The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Good Friday, TGIF. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here on West 7th in Columbia. Mo making sure his microphone is close enough. No sense in yelling. He <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I need that over here, please. Please come here. Man, it's been a, a heck of a week, folks. But we've made it. And you have too. So congratulations. To all of us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. The weekend. One E. With one Oh. Hope you guys are having a great Friday. Good start to this day. It's going to be a really good one for everybody involved. Hope you guys are excited for the weekend. I know I am. What do you guys got planned this weekend? Laundry, um, <laughs> mowing the yard, and wow, um, all this stuff you can do. Man. Well, I mean, it's it's stuff that doesn't get done during the week, obviously, when you leave the house at seven thirty and get back at. 9.30. So, if you're lucky. Yeah, because last night 9.30 was 10, actually. <sighs> and, and thank you, Jody, for not bringing it to my attention that when you asked me what time I would be home, I said 9.30-ish, and it was about 10 after 10. <laughs> thank you for not reminding me, and for having buffalo chicken dip. Come on. Ready when I got there. That's what I like to hear. Yes, sir. <laughs> Which is why I was... Sporadically responding to your texts last because you were eating. Because I was eating. eating. Yes, hey, that's okay. Yeah. Good reasons. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's if there's gonna be a reason, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I, we are hoping to go to my parents this weekend. My grandmother's coming up, so. Now, where is your grandmother? Montgomery. Oh, okay. So she's coming to my parents, and then we're going to go down there she's, tomorrow. So she's coming up from L.A., huh? Yeah. Lower Alabama. Lower Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, um, it's important that not so much that you get down there. Yeah, that Charlie yeah. gets down there. We're, we're you just, are, you're the chauffeur at this point. We're just trying to figure out how to uh, you know, make sure that we that there is you know fuel available <laughs> there and here when we get back. Hopefully, everybody will stop doing dumb stuff and just get normal gas whenever you need gas. Instead of stockpiling it like somebody in Florida in a Hummer? Yeah. Man, well, <laughs> he stockpiled it for about five seconds, didn't he? Yeah, there's a reason why they have those no-smoking warnings. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I don't think that went the way he intended. It, unintended consequences. Yeah. So, 
anyway, that's what we're that's what we're planning on doing. It's gonna be a a long weekend for me. Let's just put it that way. It's gonna be a long weekend. A lot of driving. Starting tonight when I go to Winchester. And then come back and then go home. Why would you I, I would I would consider not coming back. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess we could get a room in Winchester, and then there's probably a couple anyway, a, close by if not. Crash it out. <laughs> Where's Al Clark? <laughs> Al Clark, what's up? No. What's up? Knock knock knock. We have a great show for you today. Uh, we have. In the next segment, we'll talk to Independence baseball coach Mike McClary, who took his number six-seeded Independence Eagles to a, a District 11 AAA title and top seed, which According is the region. something. We, you know, we talked about how wild that tournament was going to be, mm -hmm. and it was. No doubt. Uh, and just, it was like they were playing on – Sandlot fields. Everybody was just hitting bombs. <laughs> uh, Pitching ran out early, huh? Clearly. Of course, in a nine-team district and a tournament that long, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. And one night it did. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to Jeff Him in the next uh, hour as we discuss the weekend upcoming as the Sounds are on a two-game win streak over the Memphis Redbirds. They've got the weekend series, and then they'll take off Monday before getting back to it with the Gwinnett Stripers coming to town. So that'll be fun. We'll talk a little bit about the Atlan Braves, who can't seem to figure out life right now. The Atlan? Yeah. Okay. They, they, they don't even get the... The full, the full name. <laughs> okay. Well, they only play half a game anyway, so yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. They play three fourths of the game, so they get three fourths of the name. And that rhymed, and I didn't mean for it to. Your point, you didn't, didn't even know, know it, huh? Bust a rhyme anytime. <sighs> and we've got Andrew Moore in the house, so he will. We, we'll get his take on the Titans schedule and number situations. And, all of that so tons to get to tons to get to a uh, couple of things that we need to get to especially this morning um, you've got some some news in the yeah, I do in, I do um, in the show it's runs. it's a name that a lot of people won't recognize but a lot of people will Larry Looper um, former girls basketball coach up at Livingston Academy up on the Upper Cumberland um, died earlier this week at age 80. Um, the Lady Wildcats had like a five-year run in the early slash mid-90s. They won um, class AA state championships in 1990 and 1994. They finished second in 93 and 96. He retired at the end of the 1997 season. Over that time frame, they in Livingston. So again, some of you know where it is. Most of you may not. But, um, you go to you go to Cookville and take a left, basically up toward Kentucky. It's probably closer to Kentucky than it is to Cookville. But um, 
out of that small community, that small school, they sent at least five kids to um, Division One women's basketball that I can remember off the top of my head. Amy Brown, who short, uh, the short corner jumper for her was a killer, went on and played down at Louisiana Tech for Leon Barmore. Sunday Watson played at Indiana. They sent three to the SEC. Tiffany Krantz went to Auburn. Elizabeth Maxwell was at Florida. And um, Leslie, Leslie Smith played at Vanderbilt and um, returned to coach up at Livingston Academy later on. But um wanted to mention that because, again, people who followed you know, Tennessee girls basketball during that time frame that would be familiar with that name and passed away. His services will be this weekend. Um, you want me to get into the other piece of news as well? Yeah, I think this is the most important piece of news as far as our area is concerned. Yeah. yeah. And we certainly need to get into it. Yeah, we do need to get into it. Um, a coach has been named at a local school for boys basketball and fans of another local boys basketball program can breathe easily as we were way wrong uh, lawrence county has named joseph wilson to succeed shane clark as boys basketball coach um joseph wilson has most recently been the girls basketball coach at winfield down in Alabama. He's coached both boys and girls at various points in his career. Um, Lawrence County AD Matt Calvert would not speak to how old Coach Wilson is when he was asked specifically how old is Coach Wilson, but he has Perhaps 20. He doesn't know. <laughs> well, then, you know, if he didn't know, then maybe he should have said, I don't know. Not, I'm, I won't say. Wow. That was the answer, I won't say. Yeah. So, again, you, you want to try that again now? I really don't. That just makes it. You, you want to try keeps, that again now? That keeps compounding this issue. But unless Coach Wilson was a coaching prodigy, he's a good 50 years old. 27 years of varsity coaching experience on both boys and girls sides he's won 556 games almost 600 so um that's your new best that's your new boys basketball coach at lawrence county meanwhile lawrence county graduate former assistant and current columbia central boys basketball coach nick campbell will for the foreseeable future i guess remain at columbia central and that ain't a bad gig, but for a guy who lives three minutes from the Lawrence County campus, we felt like that was a shoe in. Especially since they, for what we know. If you want to get into that, go ahead. I don't know anything. From what we know, he <laughs> was told, go get some head coaching experience and and come on back. And, come, and, and, and well, when we have an opening, we'll, you know. Well, maybe he didn't get enough. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you a story. Go tell me a story. <laughs> this is a fun Jack. story. This is a fun story. In 1994 ish, Joey Jones left Dora High School as the head football coach to go to Mountain Brook and 
Great job for him. Congratulations. While they are doing interviews for the new head coach, they bring in a guy who was the head coach of their biggest rival. Dora's biggest rival. Dora's biggest rival. Okay. They bring him in. And somebody in the booster club said, Coach, you got a reputation of not being able to win the big game. What do you say to that? He goes, well, I beat Dora three of the last four years. Pretty big game, isn't it? He didn't get hired, did he? Yes, sir. They hired him. Wow. Good for them. Well done. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe you should hire the guy who just won the district. The district you were in? You were in. And got beat by twice. The guy that coached under the guy that retired? All I know is it's probably in Nick Campbell's At this favor. point. Mm-hmm. It's in his I, – I truly believe that he's going to end up in a much better situation. And I can't wait for that day. You know, here's the thing. This kind of situation, all in all – Leaves a mark. I mean, hometown, I won't call him a hero because I don't want his head to get too big. But hometown kid, you know, has a chance to go back home and for whatever reason it doesn't happen and kind of get a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Okay. All right. Bet. Bet. <laughs> yeah. And, and go do something else and – and come out better on the other side for it. So, Here's the thing. The winner in all of this is Columbia Central. Oh, without question. They're the because, winner. Yeah, because that's one more coaching position that they don't have to try to get filled with everything else they've got going on right now. And they got a good one there. Yeah. So, and you probably weren't going to get anybody better at this point. No. Especially. Not, not I sitting mean, here not, on May 14th. And it's not like you were going to make a hire on May 14th. Right. So, yeah. so they're, in a, they're in a great position. And I know Rose McLean's going, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A wipe of the old forehead. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Wow. And Chris Pointer, too, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's uh, – here's the thing. Columbia Central is going to be in a 4A district in a – semi-competitive 4A district. We don't cuz you never know what's going to happen at Williamson County Schools. They may have two 66 six kids move in tomorrow. Well, Independence has already got one. So, I mean, you never know. But traditionally speaking, this is a district Columbia Central ought to be able to win. Well, they will be different than from anybody everybody else, else yep. in that district because of the way they get up and down and they don't have a lot of height, but their quickness will really play in that district with Summit, Independence, Nolansville, and Ravenwood. So Yes, it will. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting year next year. I'm excited. Let's get there. Let's let's get there. Yeah. All right, we do need to take a break, but before we do, let's give you the Friday rundown. This is the rundown. 
The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. We've had some long rundowns this week. This won't be one of them. Um, in softball action on Thursday, Eagleville def- defeated Huntland 13-4 to force a second 8A tournament championship game. In 11 AAA, the loser's bracket semifinals was Brentwood 4, Franklin 3. In the 12 AA championship, Forrest defeated Nolansville 9-2. In the 10A finals, it was Richland 11, Mount Pleasant 1. In boys' soccer action last night, 11 AAA finals. It was Page 2, Murfreesboro Central nothing. In 8 AAA championships, Columbia Central 3, Shubbleville 2. And in the 7 AAA finals, Oakland 2, Stewart's Creek nothing. We give you that for a reason because those 8 and 7 will play each other. So That was 11 AA that Page defeated Murfreesboro Central 2 to nothing. That's okay. Um, today's schedule in softball, the 8 8 a championship will be decided at Cascade at 4 o'clock as Eagleville and Huntland will meet for a second time. Also, in track and field, the Division 2A Middle Region running finals will be held beginning at 4 o'clock at Franklin Road Academy. Columbia Academy will be involved in that. So, Tomorrow, baseball action. This is all we got. Division 2A, first round of the state tournament. Middle Tennessee Christian is at Lakeway Christian. That's at 2 o'clock. I guess central time i'm not sure uh grace christian is travels to silverdale academy that's at three and then evangelical christian comes to columbia academy that game will start at 6 30 p.m so and silverdale we don't know if that's central or eastern either it being in chattanooga so check your local listings if you're planning on going ask somebody um that's gonna do it for your friday rundown on southern middle tennessee sports today And when we return, it's Independence Baseball Coach Mike McClory talking about the Eagles' surge to the 11 AAA tournament title on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. High school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, as we come to you live from the Lee Company Studio here on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Happy to have you with us here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. It is deceptively pretty right now, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better. That's the important part. 
the weather will get better as the day goes on. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> I wore my my shorts this morning in hopes that I would be right. <laughs> promises, promises. I know it. You never know what's going to happen. We are excited to have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us this morning Independence Baseball Coach Mike McClary. He will be taking his Independence Eagles baseball team as the number one seed to the region tournament. Coach, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you having me, Chris and Mo. I'm happy to be on. Well, we're happy to have you on, Coach, and congratulations again. Um, the, the Independence Eagles head into District 11 AAA baseball tournament action that started last week as the number six seed. All you did was defeat number three seed Summit 5 nothing, followed by a 8-1 win over second seed at Brentwood. And if I can read my writing here, 2 nothing over Franklin in the winner's bracket finals, and then 18-4 over Dixon County in the championship game. And it, it sounds obvious to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, in a tournament like this, a double elimination tournament like this, staying in the winner's bracket as long as you can, it's obviously to your advantage. Um, Dixon County, was that just a ran-out-of-arms situation there, or are you guys just that good offensively? No, well, you know, offensively this year we've, we've struggled. We swung it much better in the tournament. Um, well, that's when you want to swing it well. Yeah, that's when you want to, so I was, I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, Dixon played well. You know, sitting up there watching every game that they play, um, Coach Parker does a great job. He gets his guys playing really hard. Um, and I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I think they're a little banged up towards the end of the tournament with uh, with some players that had some some, some nagging injuries. Um, they they travel, you know, every day traveling back and forth from Dixon. It, it's got to wear on you a little bit. And uh, they played the extra game. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure his arms weren't lined up. They were kind of recycling some guys that uh, that threw well early in the tournament. And, and you know, it was just kind of a perfect storm for us. Yeah, I'm sure that playing, in, uh, I think they had an 11-inning game, and then they gave up 10 runs to Spring Hill. Uh, they, they had a lot of – they went through a lot of arms in this tournament. You guys, however, as Mo said – Stayed in the winner's bracket the whole way, and I guess that makes it a little bit easier to manage a pitching staff. It, it makes it easy. It sure does. Uh, you know, Cooper Hargrove started a tournament off against uh, Summon through a shutout, and then uh, uh, Tobin, Will Tobin, my senior left-handed pitcher, all of them are left-handed, threw a, uh, gave up one run against Brentwood, through a heck of a game there, and then Penn Cleaver, a sophomore left-hander, um, threw a two a, a shutout against Franklin. I think they got three hits, and, and that was a outstanding game by him. Um, you know, during the year we going into it, we lost all them guys two games. We got swept by Brentwood, we got swept by Summer, we got swept by Franklin. But we we're in every game. Um, we were a hit away from winning. Um, I think the score of Franklin's games were both two to one. Uh, Summit the first time we played them. Gosh, the first inning we had every one of my guys made an error. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of baseball. 
Um, that was a team know. effort, huh, Coach? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was uh, just one of those things, you know, that, that we just, for some reason, we couldn't catch it. And, and uh, But we were hit away in the fifth inning of getting within one run. So, you know, we were still in the ball game, and then we played a 14-inning game, two-to-one loss to Summit. Um, and then both games with Brentwood were tight. So we, we, you know, we going in, I told the guys, we, we're there. We just got to get a hit or two in the right time. And fortunately, we were able to do that in a tournament. I guess that just goes back to that old saying, it's tough to beat a good team three times. It, it is hard. It definitely is hard. Um, you know, don't blame me. When we were playing Dixon County, we swept them in two tight games. And I'm thinking the same thing. That they, you know, very, they could very easily. It's hard to beat them three times. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Independence Baseball Coach Mike McGlory, the um, 2021 District 11A Baseball Champions, Tournament Champions, will go into Region 6 AAA play beginning Monday as the number one seed out of this district and will host fill-in-the-blank, Mike. McGavick. We're going to host McGavick High School, and Ravenwood will travel to Overton High School. I, I was going to say, so I've been trying to find that score this morning, and the last score that's anywhere reported is McGavick 2, Hillsboro 0 after three innings. And that was an elimination game there. So <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't they, know. They, opened it, they, 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 they scored eight in the bottom of the fifth uh, gotcha. to 10 run them. But, uh, um, yeah, I was, I was at that game, and McGavick's got a – Scrappy bunch, and, and they threw a right-hander that he double pumps, he quick pitches. He who knows where that ball's going to come from. Um, you know, he he gave him fits, and if we don't go up there with a little bit of discipline, he's gonna he's gonna hurt some feelings of my guys. Um, you know, coach, it's tough to talk about your team without talking about Penn signee Will Tobin. You know. One of the top pitchers in a really good district, obviously. Um, I would assume he's going to get the ball for you on Monday. Um, you know, we're, we haven't decided that yet. Uh, you know, I feel that like we got three quality arms. Um, that that I we got a lot more than three quality arms, but three guys that started for us all year in district. Um, I don't know which way we're going to go yet. Um, we're going to get with my coaching staff, and we'll figure that out today. Um, so everybody knows what you know what their role is this week. But uh, you know, Tobin definitely threw well for us all year. He had a big game against Brentwood. Um, you know, he's just been kind of steady Eddie, and at the end of the year, he's putting up good numbers. Coach, you talk about your coaching staff, and there's a guy who's not on it, but I know you've got to be proud of the job that Kennedy Mathis did over at Mount Pleasant this year after working with you for, I think, the previous two years. Yes, I definitely I talk to him a few times during the year and, you know, he'll call up and just check on us and same, same with him. And, and he's done a good job over there. I know they're limited in bodies right now, um, but, but that'll turn around, you know, with every class is a different number. So um, he's going to do well. He's going to do well. He's going to make him play right. And it, it's all, that's already showing up you know i think he had a like you said limited numbers limited number of upperclassmen in particular but um he's building that thing from the ground up and like you said going about it the right way um don't want to overlook what you guys have done or what you're getting ready to do this year but i think this time of year you can start talking a little bit about next year and you guys are are going to 4a um 
as soon as that was enacted, there started to be well, some some pushback on, you know, four classes. What what as a baseball coach are your thoughts about the the new classification system? Maurice, I, I lost you there. I, you st- you got well, me now. I lost you. Hello? I got you now. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm in the right spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you moved. Um, <laughs> I'm not moving anymore. Four classes for baseball starting next year. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's a good district. We're bringing uh, – we're going to go in there with Summit Ravenwood. I'm hoping I'm answering this question right. Summit mm-hmm. Ravenwood, Nolansville. Um, and Columbia. And Columbia. Mm-hmm. And Columbia. So it's going to be a good district. And, you know, we know these guys. Coach Pickle at Columbia I've known for years. Played in that middle and – and uh, everybody knows Coach Pickle. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good district. It really is. Um, it'll be nice to get back to three games. I'm looking forward to that. When our district now is just so big, we couldn't do that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, what what's different, the biggest difference, though, is, is uh, shoot, that Monday now you're playing a Brentwood, a Franklin, and Franklin's got a big-time arm over there, and that's going to be back. And, um you know that that not that that road's easy now, but it get, it comes a little bit more difficult. Yeah, because then it's a it's a three game or it's a one game winner yep. winner go home situation when you cross up with that region. So yeah, no more. Yep. And I know the arms are going to have, so it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it's this is this is going to be a a unique district and a unique situation because like you said instead of having nine teams in the district you're going to have five and the, the the tournament becomes a little bit different um and speaking of next year two years ago you went you, you were in the state tournament last year you guys obviously didn't get to finish your season so this team right here experience wise how experienced are they going into this state tournament and you know, because I, I, I'm just not sure, I, you know, where you're at as far as upperclassmen, young kids. Where's the that experience level? Well, we have eight seniors, um, and I couldn't tell you offhand how many start. I'd have to do the math there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you, Will Tobin had experience off of that team, mm-hmm. and that is pretty much it um, off that 2019 team. Will, Will was uh, playing as a sophomore then. Um, so, you know, last year there's a lot of guys that, that were going to get that experience, and, and, and it's nice to get experience around a guy like Robert Hassel going into his senior year. You know, that, that guy can cover up for a lot of things. Um, but, but they didn't have that opportunity. But, you know, we're, we're no different than anybody else. You know, you ask any other team, and last year hurt a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot of teams just with growth, you know, freshmen going into sophomore year. and you know, sophomores that were going to play, didn't get to play. Now they're, you know, trying to figure it out their junior year. And I need to take that back because uh, Logan Molnar was a starter as well. He's our shortstop now. He started at second base. And uh, Jackson Reedling, who's a third baseman, started started that year as well. So we had a few guys that, that started that 2019 season. So going into next year, your team is going to be much like that 2019 team, losing quite a few uh, of your upperclassmen leaders. Uh, yeah, you know, you do every year in high school, though. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if you, if you do it right and, and, and uh, you know, you kind of growth leadership, you know, not too many Robert Hassels come in and, you know, are instant leaders. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you they, they kind of grow into that role and, and, 
You know, next year it'll be a guy like Logan Molnar, who started as a freshman. Um, you know, every year I've been here, except for this year, I've, I've started a freshman um, in the field somewhere. Um, and, and because they're good players, you know, and, and I, I like that. It, it kind of helps, uh, you know, helps your team down the road to, to have that one guy that's been through it. Um, you know, and I got some really talented freshmen this year that would be starting most years, but um, my my junior class is pretty good and, and sophomore class is pretty good. So, you know, I'm looking forward to them next year to beat. Coach, you mentioned Robert Hassel, the third um, first-round pick of the Padres in last year's draft, and seeing him in some tweets from time to time. Are you keeping up with what he's doing out there in the um, oh, Pacific yeah. Northwest? Oh, yeah. I check the box scores every day. He's doing well. I'm, I'm, we're proud of him here at Independence, and, and uh, you know, the future's bright for him, and I, think he's, I really think he's going to be in the big leagues sooner than later. Kid's taking a lot of walks. Which is impressive. Get that level. Coach, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations once again on your district championship. And uh, good luck in the region tournament as you guys move on. I think he might have lost us. Coach, you still there? That's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. There you go. All right. Hey. I'm, I'm literally standing on one leg and got one arm out trying to get this service right. Um, well, hey, we're going to let you get comfortable and we're going to get you off of here, Mike. We appreciate your time this morning. I'm I'm sorry. I, no, I you're good. Sure, I was in a good spot, but no. I appreciate you having me on. I thank you for all that you guys do, and and uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys around. We will certainly be around, no doubt. Mike McClory, Independence baseball coach on the parks motor sales hotline here on southern middle tennessee sports today we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about some baseball and softball and or soccer may not probably no baseball no No baseball baseball. last night my goodness softball and soccer on the other side of the break this is southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint stick around When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, the illustrious potentate, Coach Mike Lyle in the house with you. Also, on the video controls is Andrew, Andrew the Intern. And, yeah. We need to give him a nickname. And, Andrew the Intern. We need to come up with a... 
with, with a, a, a nickname so that um, – like the illustrious potentate, of course. Well, there will be nothing like the illustrious potentate. We have, we have the Hall of Famer, the illustrious potentate, the nobody, and Andrew, the intern. You got to quit that. We can. How about Big nothing. Daddy? How's that? I'm not Big Daddy. I'm outlaw. Oh, <laughs> my bad. The outlaw, Chris. Outlaw Daddy, Chris Yo. <laughs> Outlaw dad. Outlaw daddy. I am a dad. There's that. Yeah. Uh, team no sleep hashtag. No. Want to want to quickly apologize to those of us, those of you listening on the radio station. We just had another little hiccup in our, it's okay. our computer stream. So we're if you we're back. feel like we, uh, we you lost us for a little bit, hopefully we're back for <laughs> for the for the remainder. Uh, it's up so. Oh man, got a lot going on, and in our in our worlds but not necessarily on the fields yesterday uh finally it uh things have started to kind of settle in kind of slow down kind of streamline it got wild there for about a week and a half yeah Yeah. (laughs) where it was every single day including sundays we were somewhere yeah we shouldn't have to do that this weekend no no we do have saturday games but Nothing we have, on Sunday. We have a Saturday game. We have Basically. a Saturday game. A wow, Saturday game. that's incredible. We have yeah. a Saturday game. We that's got insane. some. We got some track this afternoon. We got mm-hmm. some softball this afternoon. One baseball game tomorrow, like you said. So it's it's getting to the point where next week is going to be a lot of fun. Well, now next week we're going to have a bunch of games and a few people. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, but but it's now that we are in a situation where we know kind of everybody is on a uniform schedule, weather permitting, and weather permitting, it it makes life a little easier for us. So thank goodness. Yeah. Now we know which coaches to bug <laughs> right. when, when we don't get information. So uh, exactly. So this should it should be good. Last night you saw. Some soccer. Some soccer, yeah. On the pitch. Yeah, um, not really my area of expertise, assuming that I have an area of expertise. But, um, yeah, went over and watched Columbia Central and Shelbyville, the top two teams in District 8 AAA, play for that tournament championship. Shelbyville, the number two seed, was the only team to not beat Columbia Central, but the only team to not lose to Columbia Central in district play during the regular season. Played them to a 2-2 draw on April 29th after Central beat them 3-0 in the season opener. And it took three free kicks, direct kicks, not necessarily penalty kicks as I was corrected on Facebook last night, but um, three free kicks, the last two from Victor Ramirez for a 3-2 victory over Shelbyville last night. So. The Lions will go on as the tournament champions and will play next Tuesday night in the Region 4 AAA semifinals against Stewart's Creek, which fell to Oakland 2 to nothing, as you read in the rundown a couple of segments ago. And Shelbyville travels to Oakland in Tuesday semifinals. That's good news for... <laughs> <laughs> That's good news for Columbia Central. That is good news for Columbia Oakland. Central because they lost to Oakland a couple of weeks ago over at Seagulls 
at the Seagull, Seagull Soccer Complex. Say that three times fast. No, thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think that was a – what was it? Two to one. Oakland comeback with a couple of goals late in that one, I think is the way that went. Yes. Something to that effect. It was Oakland scoring twice in the waning moments after Central had led late. So, so yeah, that game, if it takes place, will be in the region finals. And by then, both teams will have assured themselves of sectional berths. It'll just be a, bit, a matter of where. And here's the good thing is they match up with region three, which is – above them and not below them in the bracket because below them in the bracket is the station camp district <laughs> yeah well so uh, above them in the bracket is um cookville which i think has eliminated central in the last two sectionals in coming for blood is greg sidlowski most likely yeah <laughs> he's yeah. he's coming so yeah they um you know, Shelbyville had a pretty good game plan for Columbia Central. They, In basketball parlance, they got back in a 2-3 zone and packed it all in the paint, you know, and what that did was really keep Central, and again, in my limited soccer knowledge, from getting the runs that they usually get and being able to utilize their speed and push up, you know, throw the ball, run and get it, and, and make some plays happen in front of the goal. So instead, you know, they had to knock in some long free kicks. The first one by Brandon Carascoza um, tied the game at 1-1. And then um, Victor Ramirez hit one to put them up 2-1 to one in the second half. Shelbyville tied it again, and then he hit a second one, which um, we have video on Twitter of, but not on the website because it wouldn't load up. And we'll figure it out. Yeah, quite frustrating. But anyway, he scored a second one with about 12 minutes left, and then um, Central was able to hold Shelbyville off the rest of the way for the victory. So, again, big win. Central improves to 16-2-1 with that victory. And, again, they will play Stewart's Creek Tuesday night at Lindsey Nelson Stadium at 7. There you go. Oh. You, meanwhile. Yeah, I was in Mount Pleasant. You were, too. I, brief, I was briefly in Mount Pleasant. A brief minute. Yeah. Saw a little spring football action. They had enough for two teams. That's positive news. I mean. Bef when I left, they hadn't done much more than run drills, so I don't know if they ever actually they, they went 11 on 11 or not. Well, there were touchdowns announced. That's all I can tell you. There you go. That's all I could hear was touchdown Tigers. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, so so I guess the Tigers won at least. There you go. That's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I was at the softball field as uh, Richland and Mount Pleasant played uh, three really exciting innings in the beginning. Uh, a sack fly opened up the scoring for Mount Pleasant, and they they got on the board one nothing, and then Richland tied it in the bottom of the first and. Then the next two innings were scoreless for both teams, and that's when Richland kind of opened up the floodgates. And uh, it was more so um, they were uh, they were finally getting balls to fall where they weren't, you know, hitting them where they ain't. That's the most important part of baseball and softball is hit them where they ain't. And that's exactly what they did. It, it wasn't anything 
really Mount Pleasant. Cause it wasn't like they were hitting them off the fence. Mm-hmm. It was, matter of fact, Allie Garner hit a little Texas leaguer and center fielder from Mount Pleasant dives to catch it, and it just went right under her glove and rolled about 10 more feet, and she had to get up, and Garner standing on second, and uh, bases were loaded, unfortunately. So two runs score. Girls round in third, and the assistant coach for <laughs> – Richland is holding the stop sign up for Garner at second, and the girl from third thought it was for her, and so she stopped and went back. <laughs> she would have scored easily, but uh, it, you know that's just unfortunate for. <laughs> well, as it turned out, it just kind of postponed the inevitable as Richland won that game eleven nothing, eleven one, eleven one in yep. five. So, yeah. So the Lady Raiders will go on as region champions. Mount Pleasant will be the region runner up, and they will travel to. The Region 5A, um, I'm sorry, the District 9A champion. Which is Joe Burns. Joe Burns. And Richland will host? Not sure. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> Either East Robertson or Houston County. One of the two. I, we don't know who won. Okay. So, um, the all-district team the, for the season, MVP, Kalioka's Alex Skinner and Richland's Deanna Smith shared co-MVP honors. Brooklyn Reed from Richland was named Pitcher of the Year. Allie Garner at Richland, Madeline Woodard from Santa Fe, uh, Bailey Gray from Mount Pleasant, Kylie Thomas from Cullioca, Gray Teagarden from Richland, Sophie Redinger from Mount Pleasant, Tyler Reichman over at Cullioca, Rachel Rich from Richland, which, by the way, is awesome. Rachel Rich from Richland. Um, because I was, I was like, mm-hmm. doing shorthand, and I wrote down Rich, Rachel Rich. <laughs> and I think that sounds like an awesome uh, WWE name. <laughs> anyway... Uh, Ashlyn Kelly from Santa Fe, Katie Thomason from Mount Pleasant, Brooklyn Reed, obviously, from Richland, Lexi McEwen from Santa Fe, and Callie Brewer from Mount Pleasant all made the all-district team for the season. So congratulations to those young ladies. There we go. That's all I got. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to mention the 8A softball championship will finally be decided. <laughs> finally. Um, and I say finally because um, Eagleville came back out of the loser's bracket last night and defeated Huntland, which had won its way through the bracket. Huntland fell 13 4 last night at Cascade to force the if necessary game. It is now necessary. Um, that game, as we announced, will be played at what, 4 today at Cascade? So. For all the Tostitos. There we go. Um, Eagleville sent 14 batters to the plate in the first inning, scored eight runs. That'll do it. Yeah. So, at that point, you're just kind of saving pitching for today, I would imagine. Well, saving though pitching. It's softball. It's softball. You're going to say, yeah, you're probably yeah. going to see the same pitcher in Class A. Yeah. But. Uh, it is what it is. All right. When we come back from the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Jeff Him. Talk about the. Nashville Sounds, Memphis Redbirds, and Gwinnett Stripers all right after this on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. Y'all stick around. 